Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Our topic for today will be the Salvation Army. Lots going on to uh, talk with John Mitchell about with the Salvation Army. We've got Beyond the Bells coming up uh, next month and lots of great things happening at uh, the Salvation Army. And uh, John, thanks for carving out a little time to be with us. I know it's been kind of a crazy last few months, year, 18 yeah. months. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy on two fronts. I mean, we're all dealing with the pandemic and, you know, it's kind of longer life as far as how we're having to act in a, in a new norm. But um, once again, you know, on the Salvation Army front, we've kind of used that as a opportunity to grow our programs. And, you know, we've got our learning pods and resource hubs going. That was started out of a response for COVID-19 to give uh, students a place for distance learning and uh, things. So some funding was coming in at about the same time we were doing that. So that's turned into a very successful program over the summer. It uh, moved into the space of uh, helping have an after, no, not an after school program, but during the summer, a summer day program. And that was really successful. We had 75 families signed up, approximately 25 to 30 kids attended daily um, to the Learning Pods Resource Hubs, which has an educational component, recreation, um, doing field trips. I might add that's all at no cost to these families. So a lot of the families that we're dealing with have a lot of toxic stress. So that's one less thing they have to worry about in their budget is where can I have my kids uh, go while I've got to work or I've got to do some shopping or all the things that families are trying to balance in today's uh, busy world. So uh, on top of that, we, you know, as we've said before, ended up hiring a uh, at the highest rate, eight additional staff members, and that was a lot of the Learning Pods Resource Hubs coordinators, uh, but also our LifeNav uh, coaches uh, for family, uh, family and individuals. So all that is gets us to the point of when you're growing, you have to support that, and that's why this year's uh, annual Beyond the Bells is as important as any because we have grown a program and to sustain that we you know need that community support to help us reach these families in need talk a little bit more about uh life nav because i think it's one of those things that uh, maybe not a lot of people um know about but it's one of those it's it's really growing in in what you're able to do there for families and and really change the course of their life isn't it yeah and it was a, a philosophy change for us um we took um, notes from our Nashville Area Command that was doing a great job with uh, life navigation. And what that basically means is we're asking people that are dealing with homelessness, whether they are homeless at the moment or close to it, to if they want to come into our shelter or our community uh, supportive housing uh, program, uh, we ask them to work through our goals book. It's a smart goals book and identify their first three goals and what they want to do. But we highlight your main goal. I mean, your one of your three goals immediately is getting into permanent housing. So we had secured funds to, for, through the CARES Act that allows us, once somebody 
shows us that they're willing to do their part and receive a hand up, then we put them into uh, permanent housing through that CARES Act so they can work on the rest of their goals and long-term long success. Um, Captains Michael and Trish Knott uh, have made their way in as as well here this morning to uh, kind of continue the conversation. We want to make sure we save some time to talk about uh, Beyond the Bells. But, um, Captains, uh, Trish, how long ha- have you all been in, in Murfreesboro now? Is it One year and two months. Okay, I knew it was around that one-year yeah, mark because yeah. that was around the sum- summertime. So yeah. uh, it's been a very busy year, hasn't it? Uh, yes. It's been an exciting year and quite a ride. <laughs> that's, that's about what you can say about it. Isn't yeah. it? Uh, you know, moving in uh, in the middle of a pandemic, I'm sure there was a, a lot of uncertainty. But as John has been kind of mentioning here, you've been able to grow programs, which is really great. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that's kind of unique about the Salvation Army in that um, disaster, for example, we kind of we have, we're able to kick into gear and really kind of get to the heart of what people need, which, you know, we know that's Christ. And then what else do you need to go with that? Food, shelter, housing. So um, I think the thing that's been really exciting is having that future thinking. We're not gonna be in this pandemic forever. This is not gonna stay. Where do we wanna be? And let's start working there. Let's not get stuck here. And I think that thinking and that progress moved us forward so then we were able to do change the structure so people can start getting out on their own uh, through the residential housing supportive housing um, and then the learning pod that was a need for families and kids uh, to prevent learning loss to give them some ground back and that's evolved into the summer day camp which we had 75 kids enrolled in that Um, we still kind of shake our heads going wow where'd they all come from and then in addition to that, we took another um, 23 to camp for a week. Still had the day camp running full force, but had another 23 kids there. And then our camp boxes that we did the summer that started in the pandemic the summer before, um, we just saw that that was a program that was good for families. Not every family can get out and bring their kids to day camp or whatever, um, but they still want to do things with their kids. So all these things evolved kind of because of the pandemic and that what do we do now we don't just shut down kind of thinking and um, it's exciting going into this next fall because we have twice the many staff members we had last year so we're able to our capacity to serve has increased and i think we've seen that in our numbers with the people that we've actually been able to house Um, we're getting close to 50 people that we have placed in housing so our caseworkers are staying busy making phone calls doing house visits staying on top of those people that have gone out because we're not going to let them go it's not just here you go sink or swim Um, we're still along there with them and then still having new people come in uh, Captain Michael Knott, it, it's a, a very much a, a program where there's some accountability that that you make sure that um, the folks who are going through the program maybe break the cycle of, of whatever situation got them where they are yes that's true it's uh and that first uh, couple of couple of weeks as the coaches coach them and they really begin to form that trust and relationship um evolves into avenues that we're able to really see at where they're at to break the cycle could be 
maybe they need to visit with a, a mental health behavior uh, with their children and type deal. So we've made resources with that that they can come to our building and meet with them. Um, whatever, whatever life skills that we can have avenue form that if it's a it's if it's a budget class or if it's uh, something else that you so as this evolves within house and out of house it's the the neatest thing is throughout the building there's several entryways into meeting everyone's mm-hmm. needs that come to us through the the family coach uh, we deal with the parents the, the uh, resource hubs as Trish mentioned um, for the kids if we and then we do the outreach to with the the people that are um, in encampments and try to help them along with resources they're not forgotten we may not but they may not be in the building to do it but we're still working them into a rapid rehousing form and, and getting them the information that they need and let them chew on it until that one moment when they make that decision it's almost like in an addiction when they finally get to the point you have that window of opportunity and that window of opportunity, you've got to act on and have everything ready to go because that window is only that one, one moment in time. And when you get them in the place, then they're open to do it. Is when they really weren't ready there, you're kind of spinning your wheels and they're, they're back in the same community in town. They really didn't really want to do it. So I, I can see that being a situation where <coughs> you make 20 visits to the same encampment and then all of a sudden it's that, that one visit that yeah. one person says, okay, it's time for a change Absolutely. and Absolutely. have that help, right? Yeah. And having the resources there, Captain Trish, to, to be able to say, okay, we can help you. You know, you never want to turn someone away and, and, and having that one-on-one time i mean it takes staff to be able to do that to you know really get down to the nuts and bolts of why are you in this situation absolutely because it really is all about relationship yeah um we we have to have the dollars to get them in housing and all of those things but our coaches give of themselves and it, it really is a relationship because we have to build some trust and a lot of these people you have to restore their faith sometimes in humanity um and hope They've, they've lost hope. And so when you can begin to give them a glimmer, um, you know, it does kind of happen in steps because they'll go a little ways and they might hit a barrier. And sometimes they can stand firm and keep moving and sometimes they go back. Um, so we're really big on second, third, fourth chances because God didn't give up on us. And so we want to keep that um, available for people to know that, oh, I messed up. I'm, they're done with me. Um, no, let's still talk. Let's still work this out. Yeah. Thing. Now, we have had some that have come into the shelter um, and did not function well in community living. It, it just didn't work for them. Not everyone can live that way. Um, and so they have left the building, but they never left the program. And we've actually housed some of those people um, just because we kept working with them. And we realized this situation's not working for them. we got to do something else. But our mission is still to get them housing mm-hmm. and, and it's, keeping that mission right yeah. there and it's it's not just okay here here's housing without the proper uh steps to be able to maintain that and stay in that, yeah. that home right yeah and you know one of the i guess the biggest flip has been when we brought them into shelter we spent all that time trying to get them ready to to be housed now we get them housed so that we can get them ready for life it's very hard to get stable and centered when you still don't know where you're going to lay your head or what you're going to do. 
once you get in a house, they become open to a lot more variety of coaching and directing. Um, and, and the stress level goes down tremendously. And when you're not as stressed, you're definitely better able to move forward. Yeah, uh, I, I can only imagine uh, Captains uh, Michael and Trish Knott are here, John Mitchell. Captain Michael, um, you know, having bills come in and then all of a sudden, you know, you've got this car repair and uh, going back to school, kids in school, and uh, and it piles up and then all of a sudden you're in a situation where you lose your home and those years later you know you just need some help you know there are so many people that are just one big car repair away from being in a pretty bad situation it is and it's the the system the the philosophy that we have uh, and and really bought into is really it's i i look at it as we're not we're having you come back to what simplicity is and just kind of operate on the basics and then you know you get your job and all that other stuff we celebrate with you but as you excel we encourage you and we celebrate that with you and then all that that other stuff that we all like to have in our housing room comes and develops so it's really that's kind of seems to be working when you when you understand that i i really need to be simplified and and what uh in, in my direction that I, I can't go back to where I was at this point in time, but I can make it work to where I can flourish and blossom in another area and journey that I, I choose and want to do. So. John, uh, let's make sure that we uh, make uh, make sure that folks know about uh, the Beyond the Bells um, event. It, it, it's been a luncheon in years past. I know we were kind of planning toward that this year, and then uh, you know the the COVID curveball. Correct. <laughs> and and this is how we stepped up to the plate to hit that curveball. We set a date for October the fourteenth where we'll do our Beyond the Bells um, event, our virtual event. But the bigger message is it is the Beyond the Bells event is happening right now. So anybody can register or donate. We expect uh, the majority of our donations to come in before October the 14th. So I would encourage people, if you want to support the programs that you've just heard about, uh, go to www.beyondthebells.org, Beyond the Bells. I've typed that in many times myself, so make sure you put the S on bells, and that'll take you directly to the link. You can register, and I also encourage you not just to donate, but to also set the time aside to watch the broadcast. We have several of our clients that give their testimony that is very uh, encouraging and uplifting to see their path of what the Knots have just explained on how they came to our program and are moving forward in a positive way and not only go to beyondthebells.org but share that and your social media your area of influence um you know share a few sentences about the the salvation army's uh work here in rutherford county and of course it's it's there at beyondthebells.org but if if you share that and then get your friends to share that uh the word gets out absolutely and i think that's the advantage of it being virtual it's virtual in the sense that you don't have to wait to the 14th and it's virtual in the sense that you can share that right now and help us raise the money we need to keep these programs going and um, the the i guess the one thing that people when they give to local organizations they they want to make sure that this 
money stays in the area where they're donating. And we can say with certainty, 100% of this stays right here. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is uh, for our local programs right here in uh, Murfreesboro or like, as we say, Rutherford and Cannon County and surrounding counties. But it is, this is a Rutherford County program that is having a direct impact. So your investment into the lives of others is also an investment into this community. Certainly like uh, to remind you, beyondthebells.org is, is the website, and uh, Salvation Army is, is who we're talking about here today for those who just uh, kind of popped in on the uh, on the air to listen to us. And if you missed any of our uh, conversation here this morning, you can head to the podcast section at wgnsradio.com uh, to listen back. I thank you all for being here today. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Captain Snot and also uh, John Mitchell joining us here on the show. Again, WGNSRadio.com under podcast and Rutherford Issues or wherever you listen to audio, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, we've got it there for you too. Just search for WGNS. Have a good day, everybody. (music) 